What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. This is going to be a bit of a spicy topic and step on some toes, maybe, but an important one, a relevant one, a timely one, a necessary one. And my encouragement, my hope for you is that you will listen with a heart to receive and some curiosity so that you can evaluate and diagnose your life to some degree, because this isn't something that we should be doing all of the time just to make sure that we're really guarding our hearts, that we are being aware of our influence and our impact and really stewarding well what we're given, okay? So it's gonna be a deep topic, so be prepared for that one. You're probably gonna need to do some extra study on this, but I think we're served when messages like this are brought to the table, and that's the intention that we we have here. We're serious about growing up in God and really maturing in love and the work of his transformation in us. That is no small thing, and we're committed to it. We're people that take action. We don't sit on the sidelines. We don't murmur and complain. Like We dive in and we go to work. It takes work to live your most courageous and impactful story. So this is equipping in a lot of ways. So you can view this as free equipping. (laughs) And with that, if you've been blessed by the free equipping that we serve up here, we are hitting our number 300 episode. Okay, Our, our 300th episode. And it is such an honor, such a privilege to be able to serve with you. And my ask would be that you would share the love, that you would, on Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars and leave a review. That is how you can bless us so that we can continue to do this work in serving you as we do every single week, multiple times a week. So take some some minutes right now, give yourself a pause, go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. On Apple Podcasts, you can rate it five stars. Just put God's Vibes Podcast, Apple Podcasts will come up in Google. You can go listen on Apple Podcasts. And when you click on God's Vibes and scroll down a little bit, you'll see a section that allows you to rate it five stars and then write a review. And when you do those two things, our gift to you is that we will send you the 30-day God's Vibes Matter devotional. So make sure that after you do that, you go to julianapage.com slash podcast and fill out the form there so that we can send you over the God's Vibes Matter devotional. So thank you so, so much. It is such a joy to be able to join you every single week and to really be able to offer this. So thank you so much for listening and for your support. I appreciate it so, so much. All right. The other thing to keep in mind, we have virtual small groups in Courage Co. And I can't tell you how my life has been changed by being willing to share my life, by being willing to be heard, by being willing to ask for help, to put myself in a position to receive and to start building community, even when I didn't feel like I was worthy of it or knew how to do that. So we take virtual small groups very seriously because I know personally how hard it is to build community. So we have three different small groups within Courage Co. And Courage Co. is a free community and a private app off social media to really help us invest in ourselves personally, spiritually, relationally, 
every aspect and there's different levels to that but you can join for free and get plugged into these small groups there's one on tuesday called good for your soul sisters and that is a devotional group so that is a great one to be a part of it's during the lunch hour we have biblical breakthrough and you're going deep fast in there (laughs) and getting the prayer and support you need for when life is hard So that is on Wednesday evenings. And then we also have Friday Fire, okay? And this one is an activation group to really make sure that you are walking your preach, right? Practicing your preach in the world and that you're activated in courage and in what your battle and what your faith walk requires. So that is a Friday morning group. These are held weekly and they're totally free. So make sure that you join Courage Co., the free community, www.courageco.org and go in the left dashboard and you'll see all of these groups. You can just manually join the ones you want to be a part of, one or all of them. All are fair game, so make sure that you plug in so that we can support you. We also have prayer calls every other Wednesday morning and all sorts of other things that you can plug into, like our upcoming challenge. Okay, the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle is something that you can get involved in, either as a monthly subscription to keep prices low or even a one-time payment of $197, which is... 50 cents a day if you want to get some perspective on how we are offering this at such a reasonable level. So a one-time payment and you get an entire year of masterclasses, challenges, and guest interviews. An entire year of personal development, okay? Which would include our next challenge, which is going to be next week. It's going to be Tuesday the 18th through Thursday the 20th. It's going to be at 7 p.m. Central Time. It's going to be all about relationships, y'all. You do not want to miss this one. (laughs) It's going to be a challenge, and it's three days on purpose because we've got a lot of cover, and we've got typically where we get hit the most, whether it's by the enemy or our lack of awareness and maturity, trauma, healing, different things. Our relationships get attacked, okay? So we're going to talk many different ways to look at relationships, the secret to relationships, loving people that are hard to love. We're going there, okay? So get plugged in. You can, if you missed any of the previous masterclasses, we just had a great one. Man, we had so much fun and we coached for a while after it last week called You Are Your Message. You Are Your Message. It's all about identifying what you're called to and how you can carry your message well in the world. So that's gonna be a great one to go back and listen to. All you gotta do is get plugged into the Courage Co. Masterclass and you got instant access. So you can find it as well over at www.courageco.org. You'll see the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle and you can join at whatever way makes sense for you. Okay? So much goodness, so much value, and I definitely look forward to connecting with you in a deeper way over in Courage Go. Let's get to this message, y'all. Okay, so I, man, in my quiet time was going deep with God, right? There's sometimes, too, when you're in your quiet time and you just start crying. (laughs) You don't even know why sometimes, but that's Holy Spirit at work for sure, and this was just something that... I felt so strongly needed to be shared about, and it's all about being reconciled to Christ and having God encounters, okay? When you think about our life, there's so many things that we are running after with endurance that are false gods, 
okay? And when we're running after the wrong things, it's really sad for us actually because we end up feeling super defeated and discouraged. We end up having unused potential. We deal with unnecessary stress and we live an unfulfilled life. And some of these false gods are are guilt, resentment and anger, fear, materialism, the approval of man, right? And truly nothing matters more than knowing God and his purposes for your life and nothing can compensate for not knowing them. But we can't know them without being reconciled to Christ. And I think so often we minimize this, we diminish this, we forget how important and significant this actually is, right? So if you are in a relationship with God, just think for a second on who you were before you knew him. What was your life like, right? I can tell you I was engaging in a lot of future tripping, which is anxiety. (laughs) I was super anxious about the future and I had good reason to be because of what my story, what life had showed me, right? There was a series of things just not working out over and over and over and being really, really traumatic and hard to walk through, right? So my story was that you got to brace yourself for the next blow kind of a thing, right? So I had a lot of anxiety about the future. I had a lot of insecurity, low self-esteem, low self-worth, which were deeply rooted abandonment issues and betrayal issues that were rooted in there. I had a lot of family, familiar type spirits to be dealing with, right, that were passed down that, you know, whether it's addiction or uh, lack of emotional intelligence or lack of communication and presence or and, and a legacy of faith that was never established. There were so many things that I was really fighting. So it made me an anxious person that was desperately trying to control an uncontrollable reality and world, right? And really having a lot of imbalances in my life and in relationships where I was constantly giving, giving, giving. And then if I ever needed somebody, nobody nobody would be there, right? And I kept surrounding myself with people that needed my help, but that couldn't give me anything, which left me in a really hard place, right? Let alone dealing with a lot of other trauma and unhealed things. I was a very restless soul. My insides, my mind was racing all the time right? My emotions were all over the place. I didn't even know how to feel a majority of them. There was zero peace in my heart. I didn't even know how to access that, right? So I'm looking for peace in all the wrong places. (laughs) And I didn't know how to put healthy people around me because I wasn't healthy. So I was straight up sabotaging my entire life before God. Being reconciled to God, I will tell you, is everything. God is the only one that matters. So if I don't have, if I am listening to a sermon and it's not leading me to God, if I am working with a coach and they are not connected to God and not pointing me back to God, if people are giving me advice and there's no truth in it, what am I doing, right? If it's not getting me to God, what actually is it doing? Something to really, really think about. Being reconciled to Christ, right? So 
what this means in the simple in the simplest terms is to change and transform the relationship between God and man where once we were separated where once we had no connection to God it's almost like we were an enemy to God right Jesus and what he did on the cross his ultimate sacrifice on the cross reconciled us to Christ so we are made right with God through Christ There's no other way that we are made right with God. It is through Christ, and we cannot miss that. Because when we miss that, we start making it about other things and start running after these false gods, okay? We fall into religion, not relationship. So some examples, right? Where once we were under the curse, when we're reconciled, we now live under the blessing. Where once we were in darkness, now we live in the light, The eyes of our understanding have been enlightened. We can now know God, understand his word, and apply it to our lives, right? Where once we were overwhelmed and overcome by sins, right? Now we live in Christ. We live in his righteousness, all right? Where once we were divided against ourselves, against other people, now we are unified, We are connected. Where once we had a hard heart, this heart of stone, now we have a heart of flesh, a pure heart, a heart that can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and God's leading, right? Where once we were all about works, now we can live by grace through faith. We have a completely new life, a life of freedom, a life of abundance, but it's one that we choose and we can't forget this. It is the greatest gift to be reconciled to God, yet are we acknowledging it and are we living like it? What are we making more important than that? Really, really think about it. So the verse, let me pull it up here just so that we've got a reference because it's so important to have one. dun dun Okay, so it's 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 20. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Whew. Okay, 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 20. The question is, are you reconciled to God? If you were to ask yourself that, are you reconciled to God? Okay, are you in agreement with God? Are you in harmony with God? Are you aligned and tracking with God is is words that I use. Do you have peace with God? Right? Do you have a friendship with God? Really, really think about that. Or are you in compromise? Are you in sin? What are you actively choosing and pursuing in your life? It's Reconciliation is really defined as the restoration of friendly relations, 
Okay, it involves a change in the relationship between God and man or man and man. And it assumes that there's been a breakdown in the relationship. But instead of being in enmity, right, now we are brought into harmony or fellowship, okay, where you can come boldly to the throne of grace, right? So if you're not, the Bible says you can repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Personally, I need times of refreshing, (laughs) right? We need to be refreshed constantly. That's a daily thing. Or Colossians 3.13 tells us to be forgiving, right? Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. There's no way you can do this if you're not reconciled to God. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. Hebrews 12.14 tells us, Make every effort, every effort to live in peace with everyone and be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Whew! Hear it. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. We are not holy in ourselves. We are holy through Christ. When we are reconciled, his holiness becomes our holiness. It's not something that we can manufacture or self-help our way to. It's something we receive. Okay? Really, really think this. Think about this. Are you reconciled? to God, okay? And if you're not, here are a couple things that you can do to start strengthening that relationship. One, repent, turn to God, right? Invite God into your heart. But you can also talk to God. (laughs) I have shared about this. One of the things that I do is I, I see God as my master coach. I see him as my wonderful counselor. I see him as my best friend, right? Holy Spirit, I feel really, really close to, okay? And you can really relate to God as this triune being. You can relate to God the Father. You can relate to Jesus, right? Your spiritual running buddy of sorts. Holy Spirit, right? Your comforter, your guide, all right? You can study the scripture. So you can talk with God in many aspects. You can journal. You can literally talk to God. You can pray. And prayer is just a two-way conversation, Okay, in the simplest form, you can study the scriptures because when you study the scriptures, this is how you know the truth and how God talks. We don't know what God's will is without knowing his word. You listen for God. This is a crazy concept, right? But when we're living a life that is so busy, there's no room for God in it. How can you hear God if you've already determined what he's going to say? We like to play God so much in our lives that we can't hear the actual God. We've got to take ourselves off the throne and make some space for God to show up. We can show gratitude. There are so many things in our lives that we take for granted every single day. The internet, the ability to listen to podcasts and get free personal development, something that will actually strengthen you and support you on your journey. You can't underestimate the value of that. The ability to have clean water, The ability to live in a safe place and safe community. The ability to have your health. The ability to grow and evolve. There's so many things that we take for granted. 
And it's really important to start showing gratitude and make that a practice. Make that something that you want to get better at, right? Do you want to get better at murmuring or complaining? Or do you want to get better at showing honor, at showing gratitude? Be mindful. Pay attention to where you might be giving the enemy place in your life. He's got this three-part agenda to kill, steal, and destroy in your life. Are you giving him access to your mind, to your emotions, to your heart, to your motives? Who is driving you? Who is directing you? Who is playing you? We've, we've talked about this before, right? In instruments, we are God's instruments, right? And we are made great by the master and who we allow to play us. But who are you allowing to play you? We sound totally different when the enemy's playing us. That is for sure. You can confess your sin and admit it. Take responsibility for it. Huge first step. You can repent for that. Decide to turn from it. Don't just admit it. Do something about it. You can take responsibility. Make amends for any missteps or mistakes. Be humble. Right? Pride comes before a fall. It's best to live humble. You can forgive. You can trade in this hunger that you have for all these idols and false gods that don't serve you and run after God with that and get actual spiritual food that will fulfill you and sustain you. So we can be reconciled to Christ. And when we are, that changes everything. Okay? It's a ministry of reconciliation. We are called to this ministry and we are meant to be messengers and carriers of it, okay? And one of the things that gets majorly in the way of this ministry in action is an interesting term called self-righteousness. Yikes. That's all I gotta say, self-righteousness. So we're gonna break this down. I'm actually gonna give you five characteristics of self-righteousness so that you can diagnose yourself and your life and see how you're doing, okay? This is something, test yourselves, right? To know what you're of. We constantly need to be testing ourselves, right? There's a song that says, chickity check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? We've got to test ourselves, and God will test us as well, but we've got to do this to see how we're doing. Okay, otherwise we might start creating messes that we don't want to be a part of and that could have been avoided. So something that I'll, I'll tell you is that wherever you find yourself, God never wastes trials. He just does not do that. Okay, and there's always going to be distractions available in life. It's one of the ways the enemy loves to get us off the path. And a distraction is really just an interruption of the mind. Are you allowing these? Because you do allow it. There's a scripture that says, don't give the enemy place. You know, don't leave a window open. Don't leave a crack where he can get in. Trust God to help you. Okay? So if you notice as you're listening to anything that I share that you're falling into any of these categories, trust God to help you. Admit it, repent for it, and trust God to help you. Okay? So five characteristics. It's really, really important. When we are, self-righteousness is striving and working to get right with God instead of receiving what God has done. All right, I'm going to say it again. 
Self-righteousness is striving and working to get right with God instead of receiving what God has already done. So we try to make ourselves right with God when we already are. Interesting, right? And self-righteousness is synonymous with religion. Okay? And Jesus didn't come to give us religion. He came to give us reconciliation. He came that we might be reconciled to Christ. Okay? So self-righteousness could be considered man's pursuit to make himself right before God. So the core belief is I'm not. And once I follow all of these rules and practice all of this religion, then I'll be right. God actually says your righteousness is like filthy rags. Okay? There's no amount of us trying to be right that'll make us right. That's why self-helping your way does not work does not cut it. And we are super unfulfilled whenever we are just running after self. Okay? And truly what is operating behind self-righteousness is either guilt or fear. Those are the drivers of of self-righteousness. Okay? So there's this need to protect self, this need to be better than or compare yourself to other people, Um, this deep shame that makes you really defensive, okay? Guilt and fear often drive self-righteousness, all right? So diagnose your life. Just do it from a place of curiosity, not judgment or shame, okay? First characteristic of self-righteousness. Self-righteous people judge the sins of others while overlooking their own sin. Self-righteous people judge the sins of others while overlooking their own sin. All right? So, think about that. It actually says in Matthew 7-5, You hypocrite, play actor, pretender, first get the log out of your own eye, And then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. So when we are judging the sins of other people while overlooking our own sin, that's exactly what we're being. Hypocrites. Straight up hypocrite, okay? Another characteristic is that a self-righteous person will justify their self by comparing themselves with others and consistently from a place of superiority and arrogance, okay? So, yeah, I may have gotten divorced, but at least I didn't get divorced three times like that person did. Yeah, I might be in fornication, but at least it's just with the same person. Yeah, I might be, you see how this works? It's justifying self by comparing yourself with others and consistently Doing that out of an air of superiority and arrogance. Okay? So the really big problem with this one is that we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to anybody else. Our standard is Jesus. That is who you're comparing yourself to. Do you look like Jesus? And how you think and how you speak and how you act in your heart, in your character, in your stewardship... Who are you tracking with, okay? 
We deceive ourselves when we think that we're flawless, right? We're just so perfect that, of course, we're better than, right? And it just is this air of arrogance about it. The third way that, or the third characteristic of a self-righteous person is that they are not patient with those who mess up, who are in sin, or who have lost their way. Zero patience for people that are messing up currently in sin actively or have lost their way. Zero patience, a heck of a lot of criticism and judgment. And who do you think needs more of that? Last time I checked, we know when we're out of step. We know when we're in the wrong, the last thing we need is to be criticized and judged for it. What actually surprises us is somebody that can build us up and encourage us and have patience. Interesting, right? And think about it. When have you actually been messing up in sin and losing your way or have lost your way? How did you need people to show up for you in that time? How did you need them to see you? One of the worst painful things that you can receive as a human is somebody's judgment, criticism, and shame. Yeah, they look at you like you're broken. They look at you like you're a horrible human. They look at you with disgust. That is horrible to receive, and they show up like they're above you. Awful. And if you have ever felt that, why would you ever dish that out to somebody else? How would that ever even serve them? The fourth characteristic of a self-righteous person is consistently believing that they're right and that they know best. Self-righteous people consistently believe that they are right and that they know best. Interesting. <laughs> and if you're going to be right, where, where, where's the room for wisdom? For correction from God, for God's word being the final say and the only truth in your life. And if you're always right, you automatically make people wrong. And the last characteristic, number five, self-righteous people do not respond well at all <laughs> when they're reminded of their need to change. Who, me? You want me to change? What? There's nothing wrong with me. How dare you? I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not controlling. I'm not in the wrong. You're the one that's messed up. You're the one that's doing all these things. See how this works? That's self-righteousness in action. Okay? It is so, so dangerous. Especially if all these things are operating. But can't you see? We don't need... Self-righteous people, we don't. We need humble humans that are able to walk out the ministry of reconciliation. We live in a dark and a broken world. And we don't need to look like the world. We need to look like the kingdom that we actually represent. Okay? And that's not something that you preach about. That's something that you live. Big difference. Big, big difference. Okay? So I shared the other day a download that God gave me, and I feel like this is relevant as well. 
But we have this tendency, especially on social media, so you got to be careful. Make sure that you're being on guard about who you're following and, again, who has access to you just through the airwaves and social media. You spend a lot of time on social media these days or at least connected to your phone. So make sure that what you're receiving is sound counsel and wisdom and that it's building you up. We have this tendency to read you know, different memes and different posts and different things that are out there and say that that's truth. And it is not truth, right? I should be treated this way. See, this person should be doing this and they're not doing this. No, 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 no. Dangerous to start trying to apply different memes and different things to your life, especially when it's not lining up with the word of God, okay? And when it's not pointing you to God, where is it pointing you? You've got to ask yourself that and be on guard about that because it's really easy now to be deceived and to be just pulled into a wrong path and not have any strength and authority for the battle that you actually need to fight. Okay, so one of the things that happens a lot on social media and that we fall prey to, again, especially if we've got this interesting spirit of self-righteousness operating in our lives, we can try to become experts and experts, strangely enough, in areas that we have zero expertise. Okay, how many of you have gotten relationship advice from people that have not been doing well in relationships, right? They're trying to give you marriage advice and they're not married. Interesting, right? How many of you have gotten advice from people about how to run your business and the people giving you advice don't have their own business? What? How many of you are being told about your character, right, and what you need to be doing When somebody else has never gone to therapy before, has never admitted to their brokenness or their own mistakes, right, has never received coaching from anybody in their life, who are they to start coaching and telling you what you should do with your character? Be careful about this and be careful about giving unsolicited advice. We don't need to give advice often ever, (laughs) but we don't need to give advice specifically in areas that we haven't mastered. We are not a voice or an authority in that space, okay? And if we're not careful, we can act like we're experts in areas that we haven't mastered. Areas that aren't healed, for example, areas where we're still traumatized, areas that are weak, areas where we do not flow in excellence and love. Who are you to be giving advice when you are in that space? And a lot of times we don't need advice. Most of us know what to do. We're just not doing it. You know, a lot of times we don't need more clarity. We need more courage. We're called to the ministry of reconciliation, not separation. And unsolicited advice can do way more harm than good. So just as a a self-check on this topic of self-righteousness, don't give advice in areas that you haven't mastered and definitely don't do it if you're not in the profession of these things as well. Often, what we actually need to do and what takes more self-control is keeping a guard over our mouth, period. A scripture that I love to say, Lord, keep a guard over my mouth that I might not sin against you. I'm not even to think that I can keep a guard over it. Lord, help. Help me keep a guard over my mouth. If we're not careful, again, we can act like we're experts. Okay? So we're not called 
to make decisions for people or to tell them what to do and offer our unsolicited advice, especially if we're not in relationship with these people, right? We can point them to the truth and encourage their hearts, but if we don't have to walk in the consequences of their decisions, and if we won't be a friend that's walking alongside them, a mentor that's going to be in their life longer term, who are we to tell people what they should or shouldn't be doing? It is very harmful. So we teach a lot about this in the prophetic ministry as well. You do not deliver a word, especially if it's negative in nature, and just drop that on somebody and disappear. That is irresponsible and you don't do it. You don't do it. What you can do if you are you believe that you're receiving a negative word, you can encourage this person about where they're going or the strength that God is going to be working on developing with them in this season. But you don't just give them this negativity and disappear. That does not help somebody, right? So what can you do if you find that you've been giving unsolicited advice? You can ask God if there is anything to do. First and foremost, exercise wisdom here. You can watch your own walk. A lot of times we become experts in the lives of other people and we are completely blind to our own life. When you start doing work on your own life, you start giving people way more compassion and way more grace because you see how much work it takes and how hard it is just to human every day and just show up and face your life courageously. You can mind your business. Mind your business. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What actions are you taking or not taking? What is going on in your heart? Because if you're not paying attention to that, what's happening in your heart is basically how the lens that you're seeing the world from. So if you're hurt, you're probably going to give people bitter advice. If you're traumatized, you're probably going to freak out other people and give them a lot of energy (laughs) that does not serve them, right? You can exercise wisdom. You can listen. Just listen. Some people don't need you to fix anything. They just need you to hear them and validate their experience. You can ask for permission to share a testimony when if it when and if it's even relevant. Can I share a testimony with you? I feel like this will encourage your heart. Sure, when you get permission, then share. Just don't dump it on somebody. You can guide them to the truth. You know, when I was in a similar season, I really felt God highlight this word for me. And this is what he was teaching me in doing that. Wow, now you just sowed a seed and encourage somebody's heart. Very different. You can pray. Huge concept. Pray for people on the spot. Don't say, I'll pray for you. Pray now. You won't remember to later and they need the prayer now. Ask if you can pray for them. A lot of times people do not say no to that. Pour courage into them. Pour courage into them. They're probably dealing with an awful lot and just your encouragement can go a long way. Support them in their journey. Check on them. Keep checking on them, right? There's a quote out there that says, check on your strong friends. Those are usually the best people that hide what's actually going on, right? They look so strong, people just forget about them. Check on those people. You would be surprised at the amount of pressure, the amount of attack, the amount that they're juggling, and they just need a word of encouragement sometimes. It goes a long way, okay? So when we are 
acting in self-righteousness, we are blind to this and we become experts very quickly. Experts at calling out sin, experts at comparing our journey to somebody else's, experts in all of the wrong things in all of the wrong things. Remember, we are called to the ministry of reconciling people to God. It's God that makes the difference. It's God that transforms our hearts, renews our minds, help us, helps us walk uprightly. It's God's righteousness, not self-righteousness that we need. And we can't work for that kind of love, right? It's freely given. So really, really think about that. Check on your life. What needs to change? What needs to transform, if anything, to be reconciled to God? My aim is not perfection. It is progress. We're not called to the ministry of perfection. We're not called to the ministry of people-pleasing. We are called to the ministry of reconciliation. So I identify with being a student of grace and God's word. And applying that to my life and living that out. That's going to take my entire lifetime. (laughs) Right? I always believe that I'm in the process of transforming and growing and maturing in love and in excellence. There's always deeper and deeper that I can go. We don't arrive. But what do I want to become a master in? I don't want to master fear. I don't want to master resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness. I don't want to master any of that. But who would love for me to? The enemy of my soul? Oh, yeah. Don't underestimate why attacks come early in our lives when we're young. The enemy hopes to really get us on the wrong path so we don't grow and mature in God and have the authority, anointing, and influence we're here to have because then we won't have the impact that we're here to have. We've got to keep an internal perspective. When we are just living our day-to-day lives, it is so easy again to get distracted. And a distraction, again, is the interruption of the mind. It is so easy to give our mind to lesser things. And when we are not focusing our mind intentionally, we give in to these lesser things and then wonder why we're miserable or so overwhelmed. It will be work to start practicing growing and maturing in the word of God, walking by grace through faith, allowing yourself to be transformed from the inside out. Because when you allow yourself to be transformed, then you are your most authentic self and God can flow through you completely differently than when you're trying to be so full of self and do everything in your own understanding and in your own strength. Think about how you might live under the influence of self-righteousness and what you can start doing to live in the righteousness of Christ. We don't need more rules and religion. We don't. That's not what changes somebody's heart, right? We don't need more haters and call-out ministries. We need to start looking at ourselves and testing ourselves. And the beauty of this is the more loving we become, the more that we can release love and freedom to other people. It's the most courageous thing that you can do, the most powerful thing that you can do. So think about that for yourself. Okay, I want to find that scripture that I'm referencing here. Test yourself. Uh, Just so that you have that reference. Okay, 2 Corinthians. There's a theme here. Study 2 Corinthians. (laughs) 
<laughs> 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Okay? Are you living in Christ's righteousness and in his power and in his love? Are you sharing his goodness wherever you go? Are you reminded of the power of being reconciled to Christ and your ministry of reconciliation? My hope is that this inspired you back to that place today and that you will seek God on this. Seek if there's any areas to adjust, right? Seek if there's anything to repent or turn from or confess. Seek if there's any ways that you can walk more humbly or courageously in step with him and how that might change your life and your influence. And if you need help, my encouragement would be don't do this journey alone. Get the help that you need. Get plugged into Courage Co. There's all sorts of free ways that you can get strengthened for free. <laughs> so many free resources. There's ways that you can join our masterclass community for a small investment and also join our mastermind and different offers that we have as well. You can get coaching and one-on-one -on -one personal support. You can go to therapy. You can go to a, a small group in person with people, but get the help that you need. And if you don't know, pray about it and let God answer you and lead you straight to it. When you are willing, he will guide you. All right. I hope this message blessed you, everybody. Looking forward to connecting with you soon. Stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion 
and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.